0: Welcome to Technology Beats in Education. In tonight's episode, we will be exploring learning management systems often referred to as LMS, standalone educational platforms, and free online learning tools. If you review the transcript of tonight's episode, you'll find links to the tools that I mentioned in the discussion. In our discussion this evening, we have four key questions we will tackle. What do you see as uniting features essential similarities between an LMS, standalone education platforms and free online learning tools. Question number two: what do you see as the significant differences between LMS standalone applications and free online learning tools? And the last two questions, I end up combining my answers, but let me give those to you. in your professional capacity as teacher, counselor, etc, and in my instance I am a librarian, how might you rate the usefulness of each of the three basic groups? Which type of technology solution would be the most useful to you, perhaps, and why? Given the need to be prepared for remote learning, thinking about COVID-19 related circumstances, and based on your own experience with LMS, what role do you see LMS playing in your own professional practice? For those of you not familiar with these terms, let me give you a little description before we go any further. Learning management systems, often referred to as an LMS, are used to administer, deliver, track, and report online courses and instructor-led training. And this is according to a Accord LMS website. Examples would include Blackboard, Google Classroom, Moodle, Canvas, and Brightspace. The term standalone educational platforms or applications covers a wide variety of tools that can be classified as online portals, websites, or applications that were developed for a specific type of online learning experience. Examples include Duolingo, Drawspace, School of Open, and Skillshare, and these were found in the GoodNet article from 2014. I would also add Khan Academy, Edgenuity, sorry, I'm going to butcher that word, and other educational learning applications that can be found for mobile and tablet devices. The final term, online learning tools, refers to applications or tools that could be used in an online environment to enhance an individual's learning experiences. Examples of, of these tools would include Padlet, Flipgrid, VoiceThread, Scribble, and, and Annotate, A.Notate. To get started with the discussion, I'll first provide my thoughts on what I see as the uniting features between learning environment, learning management systems, standalone education platforms, and free online learning tools. Although they go by different names, the purpose of each aligns with the greater role in education, to provide learning opportunities for individuals. All three of these groups happen to provide the learning opportunities for individuals in an online or digital format. I mentioned digital format because some of the applications or tools could be used offline once they are downloaded to a device. Each provides a space for the individual learner to connect with educational content to either learn as an individual or collaboratively with others. They also allow the learning experience to move beyond the four walls of a classroom and out into the world. So I know you're now wondering, what's the difference about these categories? First up, Learning Management Systems are a larger portal platform that provides teacher, instructor, facilitator a common place to house the course or training content. Inside the LMS, the facilitator is able to provide modules or lessons filled with learning materials, interactive, collaborative learning spaces for the students to interact with each other using tools like VoiceThread, Padlet, or the built-in wikis and discussion boards and online learning tools to facilitate the learning experience, such as virtual field trips, dives into digital collections, and interactive ebooks. The LMS provides a a place for the facilitator to communicate with the student, includes assessments to gauge learning, and record progress in the course. I'm using the term facilitator to describe the role of a teacher or instructor because in my view online learning is led by the student and facilitated by the teacher instructor. LMS are used for more a more structured learning experience in educational settings like higher education or onboarding for employees in a workplace setting. Google Classroom is an example of an LMS style tool that is being used more and more in K-12 education. This is according to Lebowski's 2016 book. Standalone educational platforms and applications like Duolingo, Edgenuity, got it right this time, and Khan Academy provide online learning experiences for students that are student-centered and led and are geared for a specific purpose, meaning to learn a specific skill, not to facilitate larger learning. The platform application itself facilitates the learning. Individuals work on the modules, levels, or games within the platform to advance their learning. The individual's work is not graded or assessed by an instructor per se, but rather the individual receives automated immediate feedback. Another difference with this group is that they are for an individual rather than a class or a cohort. Um, The element of a learning community is missing. Edgenuity acts a little like an LMS for instructors because they can build the program how they see fit to learn a skill or knowledge. And I found this in the YouTube video Student Learning Experience from 2014. The third group, Online Learning Tools, are unique in that they cannot only be used in learning experiences, but also in the larger society to meet other needs. Many of the tools we see popping up these days help students build videos, podcasts, and presentations that can be shared in their educational setting, whether that is in person or online and this is according to COP's 2015 book integrating technology into the curriculum within the classroom environment whether in person or online there are a separate set of tools that can also be used such as interactive whiteboards microphones and webcams also found in the Cope 2015 book online learning tools also fit into the category of applications at times an example would be a digi- would be digital remotes or polling apps like Kahoot or Poll Everywhere. I was going to combine the last two questions in this discussion, since a lot of overlap, I see a lot of overlap in my answers. In your professional capacity, how might you rate the usefulness of the three basic groups? Which type of technology solution would be the most useful to you, perhaps, and why? Given the need to be prepared for remote learning, thinking about COVID-19 related circumstances, and even hurricanes, and based on your experience, your own experience with LMS, what role do you see LMS playing in your professional practice? In my professional capacity as a librarian and online instructor, I found that all three of these basic groups can be useful to me. For my online asynchronous course instruction, I'm already relying on the Learning Management System Blackboard. I think it is key to have a platform to house the learning materials, tools, communications and assessments. This is probably the most useful of the three groups in this capacity. Having completed trainings at other universities and through more open educational opportunities like MOOCs, I have used a few different learning management systems. I feel as though Blackboard is lacking a few key features that I would like to see. One is the ability ability to search and share courses with others, meaning if you openly license your course and put it in the collective hub, others could copy it over to use at their institutions. This is a feature that's found in Canvas. One feature that we recently added to Lander is the Ally tool to help with accessibility within Blackboard. I have been piloting it for over a year and really like its function. I think along with the LMS, it's important to have access to online learning tools such as Padlet, Flipgrid, VoiceThread, Scribble, and Annotate to allow students to change up how they complete assignments and communicate within their learning community. I think I may have answered the question about the role of LMS in times of remote learning with the importance of having it for my course instruction, but to build on that, I think it was critical to have the central platform that students were already familiar with when the university moved to remote learning in the spring. Since my course was already online there was no changes in how the course functioned. In my professional capacity as a teaching and learning librarian, I would rank the technologies a little differently. I think of the three basic groups the online learning tools are the most beneficial to me. They allow me to add some interactive pieces into my face-to-face instruction. Using tools like Kahoot and Padlet provide an element of quick assessment for the short time that I have with the students in these types of sessions. With the shift to online library instruction that we've made for the fall, I'm just starting to explore how we can utilize tools like this in asynchronous learning modules that we create, we're, are creating for faculty to use within their courses. So far, we've only been asked to provide virtual synchronous sessions that have only involved using Blackboard Collaborate to teach the session from remote locations. I look forward to exploring more ways to integrate these online learning tools into my course and my one-shot library sessions this semester. I think some of these online learning tools can even be used in some of the library programming and gamification efforts I'm trying to do with information literacy education. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's episode of Technology Beats in Education. I look forward to more discussion on this topic,